Is my sous vide um, going to be annoying in the background? I'm slow cooking some brisket. <laughs> it's been cooking for 24 hours. Well, actually 20. It's got four we're, to go. We're, we've really changed age brackets, haven't we? <laughs> Where I'm still going to music festivals and you're sipping loudly in the con. <laughs> And welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith and I'm joined as always by Alex Adams, also known as Miss Darlinghurst. How are you? I'm good, Jai. How are you? I'm good. Um, it's good to be here doing episode two. I know. It felt weird recording last time. Like I felt like I was really rough at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I uh, Yeah, I felt like I was, I'd been on school holidays and it was yeah. my first day back at school. <laughs> you just kind of shit at and everything. The questions were like, um, so you do you like creativity? <laughs> you like music? You're yeah. a DJ. It's fine. Oh, oh. We're back. We're ready. Yes. And, um, on a totally different subject, did you know how much I love sandwiches? <laughs> I kind of do. I think when we first met, you used to take me to like manwiches, like big sandwiches Ooh, at places. Yeah. Like Malibu sandwich yeah. down in Surrey Hills. Yeah, that's like I, I love big sandwiches. I love little sandwiches. I love fresh. I love toasted. I like sandwiches that just have one ingredient. I love sandwiches that have 10 ingredients. Um, it's all good in my book. But, you know, there's actually someone who loves sandwiches just a little bit more than me. So much so that he's quit his job to run a sandwich tour in New York. Yes, that's actually a job. And he also blogs about different sandwiches that he finds and consumes. Can we please welcome to the show Ben Golan, a.k.a. A Man and His Sandwich. Hello, everybody. Yes, the rumours are true. (laughs) (laughs) That's a job. Yeah, it's a job. I still find the sentence... People pay me to eat sandwiches with them, as ridiculous as the first time I've said it. But, uh, you know, if you can want it to happen, it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> life advice from Ben. Yeah. So, like, one time you were in a former life, you were a lawyer and you also worked for the government. How do you go from doing something like that? to running a sandwich tour business in New York. Yeah, mum and dad are really proud that I've thrown in the law <laughs> to, to run sandwich tours. Uh, it's just a unique, weird, organic story that happened. Uh, 2014, I holidayed in uh, New York and London for four weeks on each. Uh, at the same time, my wife was working. She'd go to work nine to five. I had New York to explore and I divided it up by neighbourhood uh, and by sandwich. <laughs> and I'd find a sandwich I wanted in Harlem, let's call it, and I'd explore Harlem that day. The next day, East Village, I'd explore East Village. Started writing about the sandwiches and ventures and people started listening to me, which still threw me a bit of a surprise. Uh, I got my big break when a legend of a lady who ran a food website allowed me to run... Uh, once a month sandwich article yeah. series for her. Who could Thank that you. be? Thank Ooh. you very much, Miss Darlinghurst. Uh. <laughs> uh, and Wait, and this is sandwiches from New York back in... This was back in the day in Sydney. Uh, so okay. I would do the sandwich of the month for each drink play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought what a brilliant... I saw what Benny was doing yeah. and I thought, that's so cool. And who is the authority on sandwiches? <laughs> so once a month would be like, hey, can you you know be a resident sandwich reviewer for us and he would submit and I loved it every time it came in I thought oh where am I going to go eat my sandwich that month and our readers really loved it as well yeah. and that was when he was here in Sydney and was writing about different places to go and eat sandwiches yeah I mean 
sandwiches are a universal language. It doesn't matter where you came from. They're just ubiquitous around the world. Everyone's had one and mainly as a kid, so it sort of takes you back there. And that's why I loved it. But then all that writing culminated in us moving to, my wife and I moving to New York for her job. I couldn't take my public service privacy law job with me, which <laughs> I wasn't too upset about at the time. Uh, and uh, I started running a couple of corporate tours for some uh, for a PR company who wanted Dutch cheese makers to learn about what's hot in food in New York at the time. <laughs> and when I did that, a friend of mine said, you should check out this thing called Airbnb Experiences. Um, it was uh, brand new. Uh, it was uh, Sydney was one of the test pilot right. destinations. Yep. It hadn't launched in New York as of yet, but I submitted my idea for what I thought would be a pretty cool experience, really? which was learning about sandwiches and wandering around the East Village. Uh, that was my side hustle for a year, a year and a half, taking people around the East Village, learning about the history and the evolution of the sandwich as together we unpack the question, what is a sandwich? <laughs> now, I'm starving, by the way, because I'm doing this stupid fasting thing and I didn't realise how long we're going to sit here and talk about sandwiches. Uh, are sandwiches a part of US culture and Australia culture in the same way? or Absolutely. Um, in fact, the sandwiches are even bigger over in, in the States. I'd say New York is probably the home of the sandwich uh, today. Like the Reuben and Cat's Deli. And the Reuben and Cat's Deli is infamous, of course, mm. from the uh, when Harry Met Sally scene as well. Uh, it's a worldwide sandwich. It's great. It's kind of expensive, so you've got to get there for the once-in-your-lifetime experience. How much is how it? Much, yeah, how much is the sandwich? The uh, the sandwich at Cat's is now about $26, I think. What the US. Plus tax and tip. Now, it is delicious. <laughs> Plus and tax and tip. Yeah. So yeah. what is that at the end? Oh, you don't want to think about it. You just and that's want to enjoy it. US dollars. Yeah, yeah. Sandwich. This is a $50 sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, a $30 it's delicious, mate. It's, it's delicious, mate. It really is. 26 plus. 26 plus plus. Plus tip. Aussie, it's about 40 bucks. Okay, yeah, Aussie, yeah, you're right. Aussie, it's about 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I didn't mean 50, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the sandwich originated, well, the modern-day sandwich originated in England. The so Earl of Sandwich, wasn't it? The fourth Earl of Sandwich, oh. John Montague. Good knowledge, mate. Oh, that's right. Uh, but the sandwich over in New York is, is beloved. It's all different types of sandwiches. You've got so many cultures just crammed into one tiny city, bringing their own right. variations of what a quote-unquote sandwich means to them and their culture. Um, so they're all about it. So why do you love a sandwich? Mate, it's just something that's always been stuck inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Whoa. you might want to get that checked. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not a baguette. <laughs> get your lips around there. <laughs> I tried hard to avoid the sexual innuendo, but oh, I think so we're much. just going to go in there's there. so much. No, I just think a, a, a sandwich is so accessible and so diverse mm. that it abiding into one can just take you to any place at any time. So I'll eat a sandwich, I'll be transported back to when I was a kid, see what mum and dad had packed for me that morning, or transports me to different destinations where I've really enjoyed a great sandwich oh, yeah. and people I've shared the sandwich with. And it's really rare to find anyone that hates a sandwich. Yeah, Everyone has sort of not, not necessarily grown up on them, but has enjoyed them at one stage or, or, of their life or another. Uh, and so everyone's had that experience. It's really relatable. It's really accessible. I can eat something really simple like a peanut butter sandwich or I can eat something super complex like a 
duck prosciutto croque madame. Ooh. And there's a, the gamut of the gamut of a sandwiches in between that. It's just everyone can dip into and out of their own tastes and flavours. Incredible. How do you classify a sandwich? Like, is a burger a sandwich? Is a wrapper sandwich? Mm. Oh. Like, it, that's in the same family. But what what do you define as a sandwich? So it's an amazing question, okay. and that's literally what my tour is based around. <laughs> the question: What is a sandwich? <laughs> now, I love playing devil's advocate. I used to be a lawyer. I like arguing. I like debating. So that's sort of my cup of tea. <laughs> For burger lovers, they hate the fact that I say a burger is a sandwich. But I use the very well-used line, uh, the invent of the brioche bun blurred the line between sandwich and burger so far. Why would you deny one the status of a sandwich over another? Uh, Let's just ponder that. For see, a I, I had a burger today. Uh, I have a burger most days. <laughs> 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 and I'm, I'm really happy to call it a sandwich because I was going to ask that because... I have seen in the States in particular, you get to a certain size of sandwich and you look at it and you're like, well, it's pretty much a burger anyway. Frankenstein style, yeah. And also they will call what you bought in Australia is a chicken burger that is literally called a chicken sandwich in America. So the definition of what's a sandwich is uh, really hard to classify. I've sort of come out in an answer where some people don't particularly like because it's a bit airy-fairy, but I say a sandwich is its own experience. And the experience is going to be so individualised to every single person based on an amazing amount of factors of that person. So where you're from, where your parents are from, where you grew up living, um, your job, your day. But the most important thing for me about what classifies a sandwich is who you share it with. It really shouldn't just be thought of as this mode of convenience. We cut sandwiches in half for a reason so we can share them with others. Mm. And so that's sort of like the soppy reason behind the success of my tour is yeah. that I love to share sandwiches with new friends and old, uh, which just makes the job, well, quote unquote, job very easy. I really like that. Surely it's like two pieces of bread with some stuff in it, right? Well, do you need a second slice of bread? Oh, like an open sandwich. Yeah, so if you go Whoa. to Scandinavia, yeah, then now we're diving into it. <laughs> so if you get up to Scandinavia, in Sweden they have the smorgas, in Denmark they have the s'mores broad, and it's intentionally kept as an open-faced sandwich. Do you eat it with your hands? You can eat it with your hands. It's definitely messier, but um, a giant Frankenstein burger is pretty messy as well that mm. theoretically you could eat with knife and fork. Mm. They just don't want to put a second slice down on top because it's going to ruin the visual appeal of the sandwich. Mm. If you ruin the visual appeal, you impact the taste of the sandwich. You don't want to impact the taste of the sandwich because you ruin the overall experience. Yeah, I like them a bit too much. I like them a bit too much. I I like it. Um, (laughs) I like sandwiches. I mean, this podcast is all about creativity. I feel like there is a whole lot mm. of creativity. There's so much there. more than I thought. <laughs> I thought we were going to take like this little quick skip jump like into creativity. I'm like, yeah. there is a lot here. I mean, there's a lot we kind of like unpack the lunchbox, I guess, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, get into it. We were sort nice. of defined, yeah, what, what a sandwich is. Um, do you think that, I mean, you've managed to make a, a living out of this. Like yeah. this is now your job. Yeah. It's like a dream job for so many people and you've managed to make it happen how did you go about turning a passion into a business yeah look to be fair i'm very much in the early stages so this tour in new york is uh for the first year year and a half has only been a side hustle i had a real job day to day and i did this one or two days a week which a lot of people that we've had on the show have either started like that or are still like that so yeah and you know i came from the public service 
law background where creativity just isn't a thing. It is black and white. It is mm. sort of boring. Uh, so this didn't really exist. But uh, on the day that I found out I lost my job because my startup I was working for closed in October, mm. I was also invited to a dinner with the global head of Airbnb experiences really? where we found out that those who were invited were among the top performing experience hosts in New York. Well, I believe that you are the number one reviewed New York food tour on really? Airbnb. Yeah, number one reviewed food tour. This is true. Tour. That's huge. Sandwiches. You wouldn't believe it, right? <laughs> yeah. Every time, <laughs> Every time I announce it, someone laughs and I have to laugh with them, but it works. <laughs> So I sat around this table with 12 really inspiring people. The guy sitting next to me, his experience is uh, you get in a sidecar on his motorbike and you travel around Brooklyn. On the right of me was a lady who runs thrift uh, shopping uh, out in Queens, um, bar crawls, uh, sketching and so forth. And I just felt so inspired by all of their stories that for the first time I realised what was right in front of my own nose I had this tour that I was doing as a side hustle, but I loved doing it. And because I loved doing it, it felt really easy to me, mm. but I hadn't realised that's something I could pursue full time. Yeah. And it wasn't until that dinner where it sort of crystallised at the same time. And we've, we've just met, like obviously you've known Alex for a while, but and you seem very calm and confident. Were you scared about doing that? Oh, mate, massively, hugely. I mean... Because you seem like you've taken all this in your stride, which is amazing. But I'm stressing thinking about that. Like, I mean, sort of, uh, I like to say uh, obsession breeds innovation, yep. right? And that sort of obsession of the sandwich yeah. led me to think of this idea. Now, am I confident that this is going to be my multi-million dollar idea? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm eating sandwiches with people. <laughs> <laughs> Basically having lunch. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> this much. This should be costing me money. <laughs> but this side hustle that I created, mm. I've realised there's a bit of a formula to it and yeah. I think I can make the formula work with other ideas as well and turn it into a multi-tour company. Mm. So I'm working on my second tour as we speak. It should launch in the next month or two. My third tour, for those out there who don't like sandwiches as much, is not based purely on sandwiches. We can go on a bar crawl drinking through the ages of New York. My fourth tour is bubbling away in the idea and having that connection to Airbnb, who have been so great to work with, right. gives me an added level of confidence that this thing that was a funny joke to start with yeah. can actually become quite something serious. Because they've got such a reach, you've already got a market and an audience. Enormous reach, enormous. Um, so kind of a double-barrel question as being an Australian in America, mm -hmm. is that a positive or negative and why, why not? And then the second thing is, I, am, I imagine it's not the first kind of tour in, in the States. And obviously, yeah, Airbnb is giving you a great, a great platform. But, but what's really defining um, your experience or how do you make sure that your experience is, is better than everyone else's? Yeah, in terms of the Australian in America, it definitely has its advantages. Less so in New York because mm. Aussies are everywhere. We're like cockroaches, so you can't get rid of us. Uh, but there's still moments I describe as a, um, a strategic g'day yep. where you know if you just drop the old Aussie accent, it's going to take you far. And when uh, guests book my tour, not knowing I'm Australian and I open my mouth, uh. they're taken back a little bit, but the Aussie charm seems to work yep. through. So that does help. <laughs> In terms of what helps drive my tour, 
I've always said, because I've had the fortune to speak to a lot of other hosts, I've always said, build the experience that you would want to go on yourself. Mm. Because I've been on a lot of tours, eating tours that are fairly boring. I've followed someone with an umbrella or a stick mm. and there's 30 or 40 of us and Jeez. we have a tiny morsel of food and it's just boring. I've got a maximum of 10 people on my tour. We're talking about this one little niche of sandwich. So people who are booking already like that that mm. niche anyway. And the joy you get of seeing someone who's had this secret obsession with sandwiches their entire <laughs> life, realising they're in a fellow group of sandwich enthusiasts is great. <laughs> and so by building this tour that I want to go on, I'm super passionate about it. Yeah. I would love to go on my own tour. And because of that, I'm proud to deliver it to others. And because of that passion they can see, I think they enjoy doing it as well. Yeah. And look... Uh, it's just it's going from strength to strength, yeah. surprisingly. Amazing. And I think there's something we – I think a couple of things you've said even I remember Alex saying when we first started talking about this, that whole idea of bringing people together seems to be incredibly important. And, you know, just thinking about the Airbnb experience model, that that is essentially what it was. People were turning up to all these places with nothing to do with other people and because it always became less around, you know, buying a Lonely Planet guide and going out and oh, doing yeah. these things. They're all solo things, but this idea of bringing people – people together doing something that kind of explains your passion or sorry it's not explains demonstrates your passion in a way that kind of connects with them uh and, and finally kind of doing it in a almost an un, unforgiving way into an un, unapologetic way of like i love this so you you know if you love it come and i'm, I'm not going to try and make an apology if you don't absolutely yeah. you've got to be very comfortable knowing that <laughs> your tour or your experience is not for everyone it's just not going to yeah. be and if you try to build it for everyone it's not going to be as good anyway um, but you're right in terms of bringing people together. I've got the advantage of people who use Airbnb have already got a similar sort of mindset. Yeah. They're respectful, they're open to the idea of staying in someone's home and treating it well, and so they're open to brand new ideas. One of those brand new ideas is come and learn about the history of the sandwich along with the history of New York, this really huge, intimidating place that is quite hard to break down without things like the Lonely Planet, as you said. I still remember walking around with Lonely Planet maps back in the day before we had iPhones and running to the exact same people at the exact same pub or the exact same restaurant because that's what Lonely Planet told you to do. If you can tap into some local, authentic individuals who've got these passions, who can take you into a bodega that you would have walked past if you didn't know it, mm. who can take you behind into a kitchen that you wouldn't be able to get to with them and share that passion. It makes your holiday and your broader experience so much better. Yeah, living like a local. Mm. So talking about the people whose shops you take them to, mm. is there a common theme between the chefs? What kind of creativity do they put into their creations? You know, Is, is there a theme? Is, is there not a theme? The, the beauty of the, the food world is that you can do what you want to do and there's probably going to be enough people to eat it. The one thing that connects them is they run sandwich shops. They mm. love the sandwich as well. There's a passion. So when I walked in on the first day, the first day, it's pretty weird to say, g'day, hi, hi, I'm Ben. I've got this <laughs> idea to run sandwich tours <laughs> without a proven model, without yeah. a product. I've just got this idea. Yeah. What I did is I pitched two things. I pitched the passion. Mm -hmm. You've dedicated your life or your life at the moment to creating sandwiches. I love them and I want to bring people in to showcase your creation. At the same time, I'm going to bring in Airbnb guests. And so a lot of my pitch was 
Hi, I'm Ben, and together with Airbnb, I'd love to bring in Airbnb <laughs> guests and promote you on Airbnb, which helps. Yeah. Now, for my second tour, I've got a few more stats. I can say I was the number one, or well, I am the number one food tour uh, in New York. I'd like to get you on board, and uh, mm. together we can create something like I did for my other partners. I've even got a cool hat. I've even got a cool hat. Well, merch is on its way. Hey. I would love one of these hats if you can so sort us out. If you only invited me on for merch, it was yeah, an easier way. You could have just no, asked me. No, that was fine. But five minutes later, I'm like, I really just want a hat. We'll sling you one. It's fine. I love that. That's funny. <laughs> just in for um, kind of bro- A couple of broad questions for you, Benny. Mm-hmm. In general, what inspires you to do what you do? Wow, uh, that's a big question. I guess people. So You mentioned before, so the people who are actually behind making the sandwiches, but do you find inspiration in anything else that you sort of see in a day-to-day life? So I find it, I, I lived a life that was, I ticked all the right boxes, right? I went to high school, I got good grades because I got good grades. I went and did a law degree, I finished my law degree and I got a good job in the public service. And things were tracking really nicely, but it didn't allow for a lot of inspirational creativity. It was a great career, it was a great job, and I don't regret one second of it, even moving to Canberra for five years. It's massively underrated. Everyone get down there and try it. I just had to have a shout out to Canberra. Why not? <laughs> Uh, don't look like that, Alex. <laughs> but the inspiration was the people taking the risks yeah. because creativity to some is really scary. Like mm. I had these sorts of ideas, what if I write about sandwiches and didn't do that for a while because that's not what you do. Mm. That's not the idea. That's not the path that you're meant to take. So the inspiration were the people going out and doing something on a limb. One of the biggest examples was actually my brother. He's a town planner by trade, but he was a musician at the same time. And he was trying really hard to start up a musical career, which is so difficult. On top of that, he created this thing called Soup Group, where together with two friends, he'd invite strangers around to come and eat soup at his house. What? That went from his house to his friend's house. That went from his friend's house to community centres. That went to a whole big Soup Group day. And I sat there back thinking, that I don't even understand how that came in your brain. But what you've created, what you've pulled together here based on soup has turned into a day which is three different bands are playing. Um, one of the bands in his early soup group was um, All My Exes Live in Texas who are now just crushing really? the worldwide music scene. He had market stalls. He had uh, beer sponsors by the end of it. Just what? because the idea started one day, hey, mate, I've made too much soup. Do you want to come around and eat it with me? <laughs> <laughs> And it's that risk, it's that sort of thinking outside the yeah. box, it's that sort of why not yeah. that is super inspiring. It, how can people get more of that? Because I can imagine a lot of people listening mm. to our podcast would be, you know, maybe they've got an idea or maybe they are in a similar situation that you were in where they mm. are ticking all the boxes and they're doing their nine to five, but they might, they want to become more creative. How do you, is, do you innately have it? Is there any way you can help foster it more? I always, I always say to all of my tour guests, you've got an Airbnb experience in you. You've just got to find it. Mm. And what I'd say is start small. Mm. So this whole thing started because I wrote a travel blog uh, to, to kill my time while my wife was at work in New York and I was holidaying, which sounds silly, <laughs> right? And I'm very fortunate to have the greatest wife in the world and she's <laughs> allow, allowing me to run off in this folly. But start small. I wrote yeah. about my travels just for myself and my friend started listening. 
That spiraled into writing for Alex. That spiraled into writing for another couple of publications. That spiraled into this idea of maybe I'll run a tour on the side. And then that spiraled into I'm going to have a go at making tours my actual career. Yep. So just do something small. Write, sketch, paint, do it for yourself. Mm. Show it to others when you're ready to show it to others because it might not be straight away. Again, it can be kind of scary. But then just see where it leads. Say yes to opportunities. Be proud of your little weird niche because other people like your little weird niche as well. Sandwiches is not for everyone, but for those that it's for, they love it. Yeah. yeah. From little things, big things grow. Yeah, I've someone else say I've that. Often, <laughs> yes, I love that saying. Have there been any big challenges so far? I know you're in the beginning phases, but um, any challenges that you've come across? Um, I mean, there's definitely challenges in terms of, I said before, Hi, I'm Ben, and I'd like to run a sandwich tour. True. <laughs> uh, the vendors I work with right now are all amazing people. They're super cool. They're right on board. I get to go and poke around in people's kitchens. I get to learn about cooking processes. I got to I get to show off some of New York's best food to my guests. But for others that I approached, their response was more like, "No, we don't do that. We we don't like Groupon." And I said, well, um, oh. you know, I don't do Groupon either. No issues with that. <laughs> I am not Groupon. <laughs> I am not Groupon. Um, but it is that idea of trying to create something out of nothing. It's just hard. There's yeah. challenges to that. And also it took me a long time to realise what I had in front of me. So one of my challenges was realising what I had and in a weird way not being embarrassed about it. Yeah. Because I was a lawyer and now I'm running right. sandwich tours. It took me a long time to sort of be really proud about saying that. Yeah. One of the challenges was, yeah, I run sandwich tours now. Mm. It sounds crazy, but I run sandwiches tours and I love doing it. And that's, I think, you know, you, you touched on it before, but the, the, there's a lot of fear with creativity and it's because it, it is quite, it, it puts you out there. But more so, yeah, you grow up, especially in somewhere like Australia where it's like, do good in school, go to university, be the best you can be, but make sure it's a sensible thing. You yeah. Know? We've talked a lot before about kind of tall poppy syndrome and other things, but almost that, that status anxiety, which is so prevalent, especially in Sydney, even more so than, than, than Canberra. But, you know, I can only imagine kind of those things would be, would be difficult. Massively. And even in Airbnb events, so one of the first events I went to to uh, join the community was 10 experienced hosts met 50 uh, home hosts and you had to get up and just do a 30-second 30, really? 30 spiel about <coughs> your, your tour, your yep. experience, uh, to promote it to the home host so they could hopefully promote your experience to their guests. First person got up and it was this lady who was the only female sommelier in all of America. And she's got a bar. What? You, she's got a bar in New York, and you can go and drink with her and learn about wine and what how to pair it with cheeses. Incredible, right? Second guy to get up was uh, a, a man who is a Grammy award-winning music producer, and you get to go to his music studio and learn how to lay down tracks and maybe try and lay wow. down one with him as well. Uh. And then they said, "Up next is Ben." <laughs> <laughs> And I had to say, G'day, I'm Ben, and I really love sandwiches. I hope you do too, and if you do, come on my tour with me. You'll learn about the history and the evolution of the sandwich. It's going to be a fun couple of days out. And I was kind of nervous about doing yeah. that, right? Like, how do I stack up, up about this? But those people I spoke about before who love those weird niches came over to me afterwards that night and said, 
look, I'm going to do your tour whether my, whether my home guests do or not. Yeah. And it's that challenge of, of uh, again, starting something and mm. being proud about it and realising what you've got and making something out of it, yeah. um, which is hard to do but really rewarding if, yeah. you, if you do do so. I've got a couple of direct questions. Mm-hmm. How are you in such good shape, number one? <laughs> if I think about a sandwich on the wrong day, I'll put on a kilo. It's amazing what an overactive thyroid does for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the second question probably, but no, but seriously behind that, are you, does that life balance out? Like I know I'm always asking Alex and she's going for more runs than anyone else I know at the moment. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, so recently I've actually stopped eating sandwiches with my guests on my tour because of that reason. Really? <laughs> when you eat three or four sandwiches a tour, two or three times a week, mm. um, things start going awry and the, the mm. terrible dad joke that I use is I started blaming my wife for stitching my waistband tighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works yeah. better for the Americans yeah, with the accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, of course it's... It's working yeah, out and, it's an occupational and hazard. balancing life and eating salads around all the sandwiches. It is hard and you kind of have to get to the point where you need the joy to be there in food as well. Yeah. So if you're constantly – I know if I've you know had to do a lot of reviews that week and I've been out at fine dining restaurants, I'm almost resenting it towards the end. Mm. And I don't want to resent going out to nice restaurants, you know. You want to sort of – Savor the moment a little bit more. Absolutely. And you eat a sandwich in the morning and then someone says, oh, we're going out for a sandwich today. And you, oh, okay, I guess I'm that sandwich Fuck guy, off. so I'm, uh, we're eating sandwiches again. <laughs> and, and so then immediate follow-up question, do you have a favourite? Oh, I always find this question very difficult. Top, top three. So that the way I always answer it is <laughs> my favourite sandwich right now. Yep, yeah, fine. Because that thing changes. Uh, but I do. And there's a sandwich shop called Alidoro in New York. Uh, they do a sandwich called the Fratelli d'Italia. Mm. Uh, and it is porchetta, uh, basil pesto, arugula. Uh, I'm using all the American terms. <laughs> sweet and spicy peppers uh, all on a ciabatta oh toasted. Uh, that would be alongside one of the sandwiches we eat on my tour, which is from Harry and Ida's Deli. Uh, and it is pastrami. Uh, they do their things a little bit differently there. You may have seen uh, one of the chefs there, Will Horowitz. He got a bit, a little bit of in, uh, Insta or YouTube fame recently for smoking watermelons to make them look like oh, Christmas hands. I saw that. Yeah. So that's cool. at his sit-down Did restaurant. Did you try that? Well, it's booked out. I can't oh. get in. So even for friends and family, you've got to book down with Will. Uh, that's at his restaurant that is called the uh, Ducks Eatery, but we go to Harry Nida's Deli and he pairs his pastrami, which is cut really thick, with buttermilk fermented cucumbers, with uh, dill and with a mustard infused with a little bit of anchovy brine, mm, yeah. which is not the traditionalist pastrami sandwich, so he gets in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> uh, but uh, in his own wise words, he always responds that, Effort, it tastes good. So that's how I'm going to cook it, which I love. Any final question for me, and then I don't know if you've got something. Do you, do you make your own sandwiches at home? I have tried over the years to make my own <laughs> <laughs> sandwiches. I cannot cook to save my life, so I prefer to leave it to the experts. To the point where I won't make my own sandwich at a sandwich bar. I don't want the choices. Yeah. You're the expert. Yeah. You've made the combinations. I'm going to choose one of those because let's take it away, Sarah. Yeah. Down. 
Was there uh, any sandwiches that you were dying to have when you came back to Sydney on this trip that you missed? I was a little bit out of the loop after two and a bit years in America. I've tried to go to some old favourites like Scouts Honour. Oh, yeah. uh, John Montague. John Montague. Montague. I haven't had a chance to get the John Montague. They do a fantastic uh, beef cheek sandwich down there. But I did know there was a couple sandwiches blowing up at the moment. So I went to Continental Deli Uh and had their French dip uh, only three days ago. Amazing. Mm. So delicious. And I also went uh, down to try the muffaletta at A1 Canteen. I saw you posting Last about week. That. Very cool. Very Australian interpretation of the muffaletta. I had the great pleasure of going to New Orleans over Christmas and going to the original shop of the muffaletta. Wow. Um, Can you explain to everyone what the muffaletta is? So the muffaletta was uh, essentially an old cob loaf that they would stack up with different ingredients. Uh, rather than putting two slices of bread, you'd essentially almost make a cake of, of sandwich. Like a loaf of bread. Basically, yeah. And the original Fuck. one is a, the, the size and shape of a wheel cut into quarters. <laughs> I think we shared it between two and didn't get through it. Yeah. Um, three different types of meats, olives, oh uh, 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 artichokes and sun-dried tomatoes are put in the A1 canteen version. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of sandwich, but it's very, very good. Same. And last question, I guess, is, how far do you think you can take this? Is there any vision or um, a dream that you want to share with us? So what I think the plan at the moment is by the end of 2019, I have four unique tours Amazing. all running twice a week each. I'll run them myself, see how they all go, tinker around the edges, days, times, venues, prices, etc. 2020, I'm hoping to then turn that into can I employ some people to run the tours for me, start branching out uh, into places like my home in Sydney, Mm. Uh, London would be an obvious destination to go to. Um, And then there's a little bit of a tinkering idea at the back of my head to get into some corporate space. Mm. Um, Alex, I know uh, a couple of years ago you and I talked about sandwich battles. Yes. I think there's something something in sandwich Sandwich battles and rather than having, you know, your corporate day out going lawn bowling, you have your corporate day out battling sandwiches against your teammates. In my head, people are hitting each other with sandwiches. I'm sure that's not what you mean. Look, if they want to pay for it, I'll do it. (laughs) I love it. So if anyone's looking for a job in 2020 uh, or wants to host a sandwich Look, that battle. that might be me. So they can, yeah, they can find you on Instagram. You've got the longest Instagram handle. Tell uh, us what it no. is. It is at a man and his sandwich and there's underscores under all the words which makes things even more difficult. A the, underscore man underscore and underscore his underscore sandwich. Yeah, underscore? At, at the, yeah no, not underscore <laughs> no. at the end. But at the time I didn't really know how social media worked and it was what I thought a simple name and it's now my brand so we're sticking with it. <laughs> Benny, thank you so much. I'm extremely hungry. Same. <laughs> like, why am I doing this dumb fasting? I'm so hungry now. <laughs> I'm literally going for a sandwich after this. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to join him. Bye, Jai. Oh, Enjoy your fast. Oh, oh, thanks so much, Benny. And thank you guys for listening. If you if you like this episode, why don't you share it with your friends? Uh, always go back and uh, you can check out some of our other episodes. This is our second episode of season two, but we've got a whole episode one uh if you want to contact jay or myself here's double star co on instagram and i'm ms darlinghurst ms darlinghurst we'd love to hear from you
And check out our Facebook page. There's some people there starting to get talking at our Facebook group, Maker and Creator. Just look it up. We'll let you in. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks, Ben. Thank you, guys.